Yeah. Test one, two. You now listen to your favorite radio station, 510-THOT. I'm your motherfucking host with the scammy most, the Valentino Viper, y'all. We got that new childish. Yeah, childish the major. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. the curator of chaos, a.k.a. Playlist Poppy, a.k.a. the warrior of Interstate 71. And to my left is my co-host. Hey, y'all. If y'all could see the face that she gives me. It's priceless. If, if one of y'all want to donate our cash out so we can like, get videographers so y'all can see the dirty looks <laughs> that she gives me, our, our cash apps are in our bio. <laughs> Continue with your introduction, friend. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that bald-headed badass, a.k.a. the princess of petty. Okay. Fair. Fair. I would give you the queen, but the, the alliteration doesn't. The alliteration was yeah. there. The princess of petty, mm-hmm. aka that little baby who just won't listen. Aka, you, you know what you go ahead. I, I, I cut you off. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Aka, where's the where where's the hand sanitizer? I am sick, and it's all in the like you. I wish like I hope that the rasp in my voice isn't like too much this week we're, we're gonna we're gonna have I am we're, we're gonna dying. have gil like auto-tune it we're gonna have <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have you sound like t-pain please don't auto-tune my voice. we're gonna have you sound like t-pain wisconsin head ass <laughs> i'm gonna buy you a drink head ass <laughs> we're gonna sign yeah but, but like i just i'm finally dog i think like i think it caught up with me your body is like nigga nigga stop we told stop. you to sit down two weeks ago so you know how you get a warning before destruction like you rather sit down before you get sat down I'm getting sat down right now. Like, my body's like, sis, we can't do it. And I think it's hay fever. I, every year around this time, that's changing season, every fucking year. Everybody gets sick. Like, cause it gets it, me. Because it was like, because I, like, I fought it off like like uh, Rocky did the Russians in Rocky IV. Ugh. Like, because you, you feel it and you're like, mm, 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 No. So I was like, immediately I was like, I did my, I have a little remedy. I'm going to add some ACV to it once I finally get around to going to the grocery store. Um, but I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, no, fuck this shit. Nope, I have, right now I'm on turmeric peppermint tea with honey and lemon in it. I need this shit gone. It but is you also that, don't like taking medicine, I so. fucking hate taking fucking medicine. I wish I understood. Like, I, well, I'd be one dead bitch if I had to take a pill every day to stay alive. I fucking hate medicine. And a lot of it has to do with my mama, you know? We didn't grow up in a household where, like, we took a lot of medicine. We got medicine. Like, the only time my mama gave us medicine was for pain because you can't heal if you're in pain. You're, you cannot heal. Message. Turpalanta, don't even ask, ask me, me how. how. You can't heal if you're in pain. And if we had a fever, because that's brain damage. Like, my mama, I, I got 100. At one point, I got cat scratch fever. And so. All these fevers, cat scratch, hay, jungle. <laughs> <laughs> All these fevers going around. Yikes, bro. <laughs> Listen, but, um, somebody got to bring the spiciness today. Because <laughs> I ain't got it. Like, my chest hurts, my head hurts, and I'm just like, I can't. Also, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, like, me and a friend of mine got Patron drunk last night, 
And on and we were watching the game. He was watching the game. Because <laughs> you don't do the sports. I don't. And he needed to chop it up with me about a couple of things. So I'm like, sure. So I stopped by and we I was like, grab a bottle of wine. Cause he was like, oh, just come over after I leave the gym. I'm like, sure. So I grab I was like, grab a bottle of wine on your way. Cause I grabbed the last bottle, you grab this one. And so instead of a bottle of wine. He was like, oh, I got Patron at the house. But didn't tell me that until I got there. Cause I'd have got my own fucking bottle of wine. I don't drink, I don't drink Patron. Patron is nasty, but after a couple shots. So am I. And so, but no, me and my friend, are, we're not like that. And so, the strictly platonic friendships are healthy and necessary. And rare. The reason why it's rare, because y'all assume everybody fucking everybody. Because y'all try to fuck everybody. But that's neither here nor there. It well, is shocking to me when I meet a male. Or not even shocking. It's, it's a red flag when I meet a guy. And he's had some type of sexual encounter with women that he holds platonic space with. Like, the majority of women that you are friends with, you've also slept with. That's that makes me uncomfortable. You know what? I, that's what I hear when I hear a woman say. I mean, I only really really hang out with guys because girls are a lot of drama. That translates in my mind. I be fucking a lot of niggas and then like friend zoning them after I fuck them, and and and, and women peep game and they don't fuck with me because of it. No, a lot <laughs> to me when I hear like I don't have female friends means that there's a lot of internalized misogyny there, and so you women don't are just too much drama. No, you out here trying to fuck for niggas like that's why they don't like you. I mean that, and I mean no, that's not my nigga if you can fuck him, but without my permission, but I just think that. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, let's keep it honest. But we don't cl- we don't own these hoes. We lease them out like, like rental cars. cars. <laughs> that's it. Lease with our option to buy, and that's kind of the energy. Um, but I like I like my options right now. Anyway, so I go over his house, forgets about a wine. So he's like, "Just don't be a puss. Take this, take the shot." And I'm like, "My mom ain't raised no bitch." But she should have. She should have. So. I take the shot, and he's like, oh, you need a chaser? I said, my mama ain't raised no bitch. But she should have. But she should have. So I'm chasing Patron with a wowie. Because on a soft Monday. Monday. On a soft Monday. And, like, he's watching the game. We're talking about a couple different things. And I love when my male friends confide in me. Because they're like, Alex, I can trust you with this. And, like. You also love knowing the tea. But, but no, 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 no. I wouldn't say that because I'm a mind my business ass bitch. A lot of times when I know or find out a things, rarity. I do my I'm on the fuck out of I'm my business. Not, listen, I'm not arguing that you don't. I'm what saying I know is that what I know. some of these motherfuckers don't. They, no. they, their only source of power is in the information they can get from others. And honestly, like minding my business is the reason why I know so much because motherfuckers can trust me with information. I know a lot. And a lot of shit I shouldn't, but it's also Facts. Like, it was a, my job for a long, long time as professionally to know shit and not know, you know what I'm saying? And just hold on to information. That was my job. So yeah, I know how to hold my fucking water. And also I, t- I have a shitty memory. I write everything the fuck down. So if I don't explicitly write it down, it wasn't meant for me to remember. And that's how I hold other people's business. I'm going to forget this until you remind me about it because it's your life. You're venting. You need a space to process. This isn't for me to, like, hold on to your information and, like, use it against you later. That's some bullshit. Because and, And the problem is a lot of people get people to confide in them 
just to like have something on them. But I also believe like in order to have friends, you need to be a friend. You need to be a good friend. And that's why the people around me that I have around me are around me because I'm liable to say any fucking thing. I don't believe in having to watch my mouth around my friends. You're not my friend if I have to do that. So if I say something, I shouldn't have to tell you, don't tell nobody. That should be a given. Like, at this big age, the conversation that I have between you and I is between you and I. Like, you don't have to, you shouldn't have to tell somebody, hey, bro, keep that, t- keep that tucked. You if, should not have to say that. If you have to tell people to keep it tucked, you shouldn't be telling that motherfucker. There's actually one person that, like, I deliberately tell certain things to because I want to see how fast it's going to get back. Yeah, we all we all have we call those um we call those canary in comas. So basically, like there are certain people that you that God or whoever you believe has placed in your life to be your messengers because you know as soon as you speak it to X person, it's going to get to Y person, and when Y tells Z, Z tells everybody, mm-hmm. and so you're like, okay, I'm gonna tell you this because I know it's going to get out. But I just need it to not come directly from me, but to come through third parties. Hey, sometimes it ain't about, like, sometimes I don't, I have grown to believe. And so, like, honestly, like, this is a part of my growth, so gross, that (laughs) there are certain things that need to be said. They don't need to be said by me. Because the message sometimes doesn't matter as much as a messenger. Yeah, and I realize that a lot of, some of my friends, because of, like, Alex, I, I don't know how—I don't have a filter. I don't know how to sugarcoat. I don't know how to frame things so that they don't touch the nerve as much. But I need, the, I need you to feel me, though. So I, if I know I don't know how to deliver said message and I still need you, it doesn't—the messenger doesn't matter. It's not about me personally. It's about you. Then fuck it. We ball. But, like, so, yeah, I, I know exactly how to get my point across. But— but no, so we're talking. I keep trying to finish this fucking story. Listen, this is going to be an episode full of tangents. At this point. Because that's how we're feeling. But like, and then he wouldn't let me drive because, of course, we're drinking. So Patron, too. You get Patron work quickly. He was like, I was like, dog, I'm 11 minutes from the crib. He's like, no, Alex, like, I would feel better. So my friends are gentlemen. And I slept in his bed. He cut the, light, cut the fan on because, nigga, best sleep in the fucking world. Um, probably probably why you said probably you slept with the fucking fan on and now I'm like stuffed I can't breathe mm. it's a lot ain't none of my business though yeah it's a lot going on how's your weekend friend busy as shit busy as a motherfucker um, mm-hmm. so for the past two weeks I have been moving moving mm-hmm. this weekend was no exception shout out to Burn shout out to Reva um, shout out to my boy Flugazy. Um, Happy birthday, Flugazy. I hugged him, didn't realize who he was, and I was like, damn, I feel like a dick. You you have a problem with that. I this do. is not the first time that you've done I this. I know, I know. Like my future husband. I was like, I hugged him. And well, no, I said hello to him. And Jay was like, You do know the, who that is. I was like, No. He's like, bitch, you've been crushing on him since like the beginning of the summer. I said, Wow. And I, now that gives me more reason to not talk to you. <laughs> I will never say nothing, another word to this man. She, <laughs> Jesus, Demarcus Christ. Jesus Shuttles, Shuttlesworth is a new one. Jesus Bro, you Shuttles. texted me that today and I fucking hollered. 
Bro, it was Jesus shuttles took me Christ. out. But listen, so shout out to Flugazi. It was his birthday this weekend. So um, yeah, we celebrated accomplishments. So I pulled up for that. It was like, all right, cool. Pulled up late because I-71 North was a shit show. I took a personal... Excuse me. Oh, my God. All right. My bad, y'all. I am drinking this fucking tea. So, like, I'm, I got cough drops going on. So, I apologize about that. That was rude. <laughs> Be burped on the mic. I did. I am so... <laughs> I am so sorry. It could have been worse. But, like, I'm so sorry. It could have been a lot better, too. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Um... So, I said he went north was crazy. I had to work late. So, I pulled up late. I literally pulled up, and it was like, catch up. Like, nigga, you, you late. You're like, too shut down. And then they had these Henny flights. I'm missing Henny flights because of, cause of Nick Gore. What? Let me tell you. Fam, I saw the price tag, and that's the only reason I was like, shit, I got to get there now. And then I ran into the traffic. I was like, you raggedy bitch. $10 Henny flights. Now, Henny flights is literally like every... They, they, she gave me two shots of like regular Hennessy and then like every little step I take so they have a Hennessy regular right and then they have a Hennessy XO mm-hmm. and, and have, a Hennessy Black and Hennessy Black so it's like every little step I take you know what I'm saying it's like a, it's like a progression um, it's, a, it's a little smaller than a regular shot but it's still three of them things for $10 and it's Hennessy we talking about bro I was fucked up <laughs> oh I ain't gonna lie to you again the Shoot Your Shot podcast does not condone drinking and or driving um but life happens so i was following y'all back to where we were sleeping tonight i was like nigga i am fucked up i am fried i am i, I mean you're just like i shouldn't be driving right now shout out to our host because that nigga drove and i was like thank god thank i, th- I thank you my liver thanks you my- everything in me thanks you because i fell asleep because i was like i shouldn't be driving i was like that was one of those ones like you like drive mad focused and i'm just like and then like we stopped on the way to get food i'm just like fam i gotta like <laughs> i don't even remember that shit you did you up, text me <laughs> i know i woke up and i was like why is there canes here like <laughs> he was like we stopped i'm like shit and so and so then so you know i crash at our host spot again appreciate hospitality brody um and then wake up in the morning and shower and do the race First of all, I'm into digging your ass about that. Relax. Relax. We were supposed to go to, you went to Miami's homecoming. I didn't realize how fried I was until the next morning. Mind you, I got to Columbus hours before you did. I think I got to Columbus around like two. Jesus fuck. I took the day off. I mean, yeah, if you ain't doing shit else. I'm not. For a job, I'm leaving, which is nor here. I, I got to tell you about that shit too. But. So I also just signed the offer letter for my new job. I didn't want to announce it because it's just like, dog, you. Hold on. First and foremost, all right, look. Here's there's a lesson here. There's a lesson in specificness when praying for what you want. Okay. So I manifested a new job. I manifested a job in my field and with the schedule and the pay that I want. And I got that. I forgot to add to actually like the fucking job. I, I hated it. I still do. And the fact that I know I have one more one more week in this bitch pisses me off. Like, I have to at least work this week and next week. <laughs> However, that could open your life schedule for other things, other opportunities right. that we will talk about off wax. But, yeah, so when you're manifesting, when you're praying, when you're asking the ancestors for something, be very specific in what you ask for specification equals manifestation. Someone put that in our question of the day thing. Yes. I was like, all right, come on. Yeah, yeah, I was like, come on with your exact ass amount. Um, Listen, 
And I had to realize that. So I went back. I prayed on it. I cleansed my energies about it. I did what I needed to do in order to put my head in the game and be focused. And so she, um, so I, I actually got a job that's a lot closer to what I want to do. Um, and I start that. <laughs> they haven't given me an exact start date. You but, should probably wait for that. Right. So we we learned about things not being I just right so I did my background check all that kind of information they didn't drug test me God is good and And plus yeah and I I, you couldn't use my piss anyway because we not the same gender I was fried fried this weekend and I knew it so yeah so um but no that was a lesson in manifestation and a lesson about being specific and also not moving out of greed Cause I was just like, shit, schedule pay, what's up? And forgetting about the fact that I loved what I did at my previous job. You just ain't love what they paid you. But you didn't pay me to do it. And then I got a phone call today from one of the old directors. Well, the, he's still there. And, you know, just checking in, seeing how things are going. And I was like, he said, your job is just posted. I've been gone a month now. He's like, they just posted your job. They just kind of tailored it. And he was like, I could talk to your director for you if you were interested in coming back. And I said, I don't want to do that. Because I would come back, but you, I know you can't pay me, and I know you're not going to give me the schedule I want. So this isn't, to me, in my head, it's not worth it. Right. I mean, we don't take, we don't take backward steps. Right. So, um, you know, and I do miss them. Like, those are my babies. I spent way too much time investing in, and, you know, growing and learning there for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, to right. not still be appreciative. So, but that's, that's that on that. But, no, I did, I learned a huge lesson in making sure that when I make moves, I, I'm wholeheartedly satisfied. Make it's not, moves when your heart's in it and only, and only live by the motto, sky's the limit, word the biggie. So, that's it. And that's it. That's all. So when I walk into this new position in this new environment, it's you got to have your head on straight because you saw I talked to you. It's on wax. Y'all knew what ghetto shit I was dealing with. That's not me. I'm beyond that. So I want to make sure that as I close this door, you know, and I step into my new my, my new position and my new opportunity that my head is on clear about it. So. So your girl learning. She's learning. Right. So. I did the race of mine this homecoming because, again, I woke up, I woke up, like, relatively fine. I was like, shit, I got to get, I got to get to Oxford. And, like, on, like, early, the early side, too. So I couldn't even stay because, like, it's a two, it's a solid two hours. It's not one of those, like, hour and 30 minutes. No, it's like, niggas, two hours solid with back roads. I was like, yeah, I got to, I got to go. Like, you left me, I asked for dead. You left me for fucking dead. I didn't. You were in good hands. You left me. You were for in good hands. Dead. You were you you were perfectly that safe. That nigga was playing 2K. He was not paying my ratchet ass no. But attention. you were were you in danger? No. No. You were not. You were not. You don't know what kind of danger a bitch could have faced. It wasn't life threatening. I know been. that much. Could have been. You know, could have got, could have, would have got shot too. So. Could have been. You never know. You flourish. You, 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 you kicked it for the UC Ohio State game. So I've, you did clearly. No, I went. Um, but no, no. Shout out to Tyler. Um, she lives in Columbus, and she cussed me out because she was lurking on my story. She hit me early, and she was just like, "Oh, so you in Columbus again, and didn't come see me or stay here or do it?" I said, "Send me the address. I'll pull up." So I do that. 
I'm Our a, friends love to cuss us they out. Thre- bro, but that's love. That's my love language. Y'all are talking to me in the way that I receive it. So I go over there. Shout out to um, Taylor, Tyler, Sandy, everybody over there. We got to kick it. We went to the day party at Callahan's. And when I say Cincinnati was so thick. It, nigga, I was one of those things where, like, oh, we always talk about, like, I think we asked a question once. Like, what would your superpower be? I would love to be able to clone myself because, nigga, I was sick. I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go to Oxford, but also this. I know this UC Ohio State game's gonna be lit, and I know mad people pulling up for this because again, it's ninety minutes away. So it's like a no brainer. And you know what's crazy? We look so good. Like I was looking, and because the way the outside VIP area is in Callahan's, it's on like the steps or whatever. So they set up tables or whatever. So we're up above. You know what I'm saying? The commoners. The peasants. peasants. <laughs> now let's not do that because the Columbus family is our family. But <laughs> let's not do that. But th- you do. Feel the club, but no, but we're not doing that. It's fucking Callahan's trying to make you feel like a less fan. Don't blame us. Blame them. So no. So I'm like, damn. I said the niggas in my city, y'all look great. Like it's it's always crazy when you're in. And for me, because of how much like you know, I consider Columbus my family. We're up there enough. We support enough. You know what I'm saying? They support us. So well, being we there, got an announcement with that too. So right. Yeah. So being there and seeing niggas in my city come up to you, um, it was great. Shout out to Des Arnez. He gave us a shout out during the day party. So we appreciate you, bro. We love you. Oh, um, oh, shout out to the What We Talking About podcast. Y'all niggas are fucking funny. Y'all are clowns. Y'all are grade A. One hundred percent. You. I was like, these niggas clowns. are getting pussy, and they are getting pussy. I've seen the women that come to y'all. Oh no, fam! Listen, hey, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't a nigga to dry snitch, but just if you if you know, you know. I was <laughs> like, God damn, I get it. I completely get it. But no, shout out to Des, and he was hospitable. He was like, I, if you need to crash, you can. I was like, oh, you're sweet. So it was all good. It was all good. And so you know, I, I did the race to go to Oxford, Ohio. Um, you know, to kick it with the chapter, but I didn't see. At Dessa's wedding the week before, um, but young bros kind of give some advice, give some, give some, give some knowledge. Look at you, you the big bro. They can't live for you, dog. <laughs> Fam, like it, it was weird because it, it was weird because it's like you start coming back and doing the math, and like you slowly are like becoming the older, the oldest nigga in the room or the mm-hmm. old nigga in the room. And I was like, shit, like I ain't. Is right. it, that's a very odd feeling for me. It's like shit, nigga. I'm nigga. I'm the old like niggas asking me for decisions. I'm like, well, shit. Also, um, quick side note for all you niggas talking about UC was going to beat Ohio State, nigga. We want apologies. <laughs> we want apologies. I, you know what? I didn't even talk no shit. I knew that it was going to be a wash. I didn't think it was going to be that fucking bad. Here's the thing. And so then you we got all, me walking we, around. We all thought. We all no. thought. Like, listen. We thought it could be close for a half, right? Like halftime would come, third quarter would come, and then Ohio State would realize they're Ohio State, and UC would realize that they're UC. No, UC did not score a single solitary point. They didn't pinch the bitch. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. It was flirt uh, with her, kiss her, touch her, rub on her. Did you nothing. at least pinch the bitch? No. And. And for all of those UC fans. And I had the nerve to have on UC gear, bro. I was proud. Beneath. I was like, I'm going to rep my city one time. Beneath. No, bro. No, bro. And niggas are sitting in the bar like, ha, ha. <laughs> Fam, not only was, I still, uh, listen, this is for all the people whose inbox who I forgot to jump in. Because y'all was playing real, real nice in my inbox before Saturday at 12 noon. Like, we're going to get y'all. It's going to be get y'all. 
Buckeye State with the UC capitalized, hottest college in America, and all the Michigan fans who like by proxy hate Ohio State. Again, the sports, but no, I get I get the beef. The beef. There's a Michigan Ohio beef in just everything. But y'all, y'all niggas talking spicy. Like, watch out for UC. Y'all niggas barely beat fucking Army in two overtimes. Have a nerve to talk shit. Yeah, Brian, that's for you, motherfucker. Y'all have a nerd to talk shit. I was about shit. to say, I feel like Brian is somewhere in that. Oh, yeah. Because Brian, Brian, Brian was playing in my inbox before I woke up Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's like, you and your team both hung over. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then and then halftime when Ohio State's up 28 nothing and UC's down, four, and uh, um, Michigan's down 14-7, I'm like, I just sent him a smirk emoji like, <laughs> <laughs> Raggedy bitch. You raggedy hoe. But yes, yeah, so, so that weekend, this week, and then this weekend was so. You know what? I, and then I, I did the race from Oxford because I was again. We you drink you do college day drinking starting at like noon. When I say <laughs> I walked through Tyler's door, she's like, "Oh, shots up!" I was on White Hennessy this weekend. Nigga, God is you, good. You was on the light skin jump. I was on the light skin Hennessy this weekend, nigga, and I was on complete. But first, foremost, you forget. How and mind you, Oxford is a college town for women. There ain't shit in that bitch besides Miami University. So, want to tell you, college bar prices, nigga. I bought three green tea shots, right? For for like, I think the bill came out to eleven dollars. Woo! And it, that wasn't even a special. That was just like a normal eleven bucks. Oh, child. I'd have so, been so, fucked up. So, nigga, I ain't make it to the homecoming. Day, so I was like, I got to go home. I got to go home, home. Because I'm not. So, so, no, I came home Sunday and just, um, came home Sunday, caught up with kiddo, all that good stuff. Um, it was just this weekend, this coming weekend is a lot more chill. Um, is it? I mean, it's chill because we were preparing for Monday, right? And so, so, so what's Monday, friend? Oh, well, well, thank you for asking. Um, so, mon- <laughs> so Monday night raw, September sixteenth, September sixteenth, September sixteenth. Next Monday. So by the time you hear this episode, it'll be Friday. Co- Friday. It was a couple of days. We will be in Columbus, Ohio, uh, supporting. Shout out to DJ Banger. Shout out to Ladies Love Lonnie. Shout out to the whole team. Hey, big hair. Re. Lacks. Um, shout out to the whole team over there. Um, we'll be up there not only kind of giving like an appearance, you know, doing our doing our shit, but also we'll be there supporting. We'll, we'll be there kind of giving some interviews to some some artists, you know, make sure that, you know, if they want to fuck with the kids, you know, we, and, and it should be a great time. I'm actually really excited. Supporting the people. Hey, we telling you now, I'm, I don't want to drive back that same night, so... I already got my sleeping arrangements. Yeah, I'm the, I'm, I need to start sending some text messages. Niggas back. love me, and I love y'all back. And yes, you can crash at the spot the <laughs> moment that y'all come down to Cincinnati. And as a matter of fact, like, we've got a couple things getting ready to come up. So, y'all be crashing at the spot sooner than later. And so, I'm going to send a couple text messages. Or I'm just going to not drink. I could not drink and then just really just do... I ain't doing that race. I'm, going, I'm not even finna hold you, friend. I know me. And because I know me, I know my myself. And because I know self, I know my limits. And self is definitely like, dog, I can't do that. Mondays suck for me anyway, work-wise. I'm going to have to get off. I don't get off till 6. I'm going to have to do the fucking race. Doors open up at, what, 7? Yeah. I, we have to be there by 7? So, yeah, 7-ish, yeah. Boom, yeah. Stupid. Yeah, uh, <laughs> about that. Um, but yeah, so so I'll in be in traffic. Whew, so I'll be sending some text messages like, "Yo, I, I I need couch. 
I, I need a couch. Just um, So if you're listening to this and I haven't sent you a text message, please also were like, hey, I heard a podcast. You could definitely just offer. You, you can just offer because I really, I'm not a bit, I hate asking for shit because, again, I'm, I'm a nigga. I was actually <laughs> the one that set up our last sleeping arrangement, so you're right. I, yeah, I hate asking for shit, so, yeah. That was also like, never mind. We ain't going to get into it. We don't have to. We ain't going to get into it. Because we're trying to know peace, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) I wish, again, videography. (laughs) Because if you could see the the non-convincing face she just gave me. Yeah, all right. Let's chop the stable. Let's let's get... Let's put this week in rice. Let's put this fucking week in fucking rice. All right, so I'll you... Um, so I told y'all last week that I was actually going to watch the shop episode with Little Nas X, featuring Little Nas X, right, to get some context. Right. I really don't like when I'm right. Yes, you do. In this particular instance, no. Because okay. I, I wanted to give the situation the benefit of the doubt. Right. Okay. Right. And so, couple takeaways. Number one, um... It started off. I like the how, where the conversation started. They they talked about they talked they talked about mental health. They talked about like anxiety, you know, dealing with anxiety, dealing with adjusting your children to stardom, like all of the things that honestly I would like to know because one day kiddo's gonna have the same problem. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Um, so yeah, how do you keep your kids? You know, anyway. So and then it gets into little Nas X coming out. Right. And it was like, like, why did you choose to come out? Why did you choose to come out when you decided to come out? Right. And. Little Nas X, I don't like Old Town Road, but just because I don't like the song does not mean that he's not deserving of his stardom and where he is. It's it's one of the times where like racism backfired because honestly, and I believe it's in my heart of hearts, if they had just let that song just do what it was doing on the country charts, it would have petered out like real quick. Yeah, instead y'all made this nigga a superstar. Be- because now he's like, oh y'all 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 took it away from the country charts. You again, black people, if we're anything, we're petty, and so we're like, where? So if it can't be a country star, bet we'll make him an actual star and made that bitch number one for fourteen. You know, I think it was like. By the time it's like nineteen weeks, yeah, he broke the record for longest stre- uh, record being at number one, and that's because of himself. And not only is he a stardom, he knows how to do. He knows how to internet. Well, listen, he used to be. He had a Nicki Minaj stand account. The nigga knows how to troll, and he knows how to internet very well. He knows the internet very well. He, he, he knows the streaming game because he released like three, four remixes of it. Yes, and and if you don't know, Billboard. As long as the beat is the same and like some of the elements are the same, all of those remixes count under the same stream. Yes. So when he released a remix with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, counted to the same stream. When he released a remix with Young Thug and the, the kid from Walmart, Yodeling, counted to the same stream. All of those re- counted to the same stream. Right. So he knows exactly what he's doing. And so proud of you. I am proud of you. Um, I don't have to like what you do in order to still want to see you win. Like, I, not everything is for everybody. And I know I fall underneath that category. The kids are having a ball with it. I let people enjoy things. I don't like the sports. I'm not going to get on Twitter and tell y'all I fucking hate football. But I'm going to let y'all enjoy it. Because they're going to be like, Alex, shut the fuck up. Don't you have dick to ride? Like, bitch, go do something. Go find something to fucking do. So, it's like, I, you know what I mean? Anyway. So, I'm watching it. And... I'm uncomfortable because you have Kevin Hart and Charlamagne the God in a room talking to somebody who identifies as a member of LGBTQ community. community. These two men, and I'm just gonna say it, have also been violently homophobic. And no, I'm I'm not. That's not a hyperbole statement. 
Kevin Hart, we know what he said. And then you have Charlemagne, who is the king of gaslighting. And if his interview with Amarla Negro wasn't enough to show y'all that that nigga is a fucking troll, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, and also, he's just loud and wrong constantly. And it's, anyway, not a huge fan, obviously. So, seeing those two uh, with a baby gay, he just came out. He's in his young 20s. That boy is still trying to develop and figure out his own identity before he's being questioned about it. And honestly, when Kevin Hart was like, okay, you're gay, so what? I understand he was like, it's not relevant to who you are and why you're here. However it is. Because you get to parade your sex life however the fuck you choose to because it's heterosexual. I'm removing race for a reason, right? You just got caught not just got caught, but your sex life was just pl- splashed all across page six out while you were out here cheating on your wife. And niggas had joked you the fuck up. J. Cole, Kevin Tart. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got entire songs written about your sex life. And because it's heterosexual, then we make jokes about it. He came out as gay and now we're so it shouldn't matter. He could have kept it to himself. Mm, see... Okay. It can't be no. Because the, 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 I was with you too. You said they didn't. The he should, he could have kept it to himself. I think it was one of those things where it, we want to get to a point, and you you know I was doing good because I was letting you rock, and then you said something I, I can't. I but no, let me finish. Let me make I'm, it make more sense. Let me finish my point. All right. It was the your gay so what? Now I understand Kevin's like it does not. It your sexuality should not impact what you do and how you do it, and he's right to an extent. When you're talking about, it was the whole, it made me feel like he came out because he understands that. And when he came out, it makes sense. He was number one. And he also understands how homophobic the communities that he's both kind of inflicting change in are. Black men are not tolerant of homosexuality. And that's just the black and white of it. We're not. Black men are. You said we're not, but you're not a black man. Continue. Okay. Fair. Um, are you going to say black people? Because that's a weak statement. You're right. You know what? You're nitpicking, and it's fine. I'll let you. You're right. Alex doesn't have a dick. Exactly. But I also think black people. No, because yeah, I, I'll Cause say we, that. Yeah, because let, let, let's not let's not let's not absolve all the all the bullshit. That, no, because women can be very very homophobic. Especially, and let's not get talking about bisexual b- men. men, bisexual black men and black women in the same conversation. That's a whole other topic for another day because, sis, we have some things to unpack. Maybe next week. So, again. Yes, I was nitpicking, but continue. You were. But when I think, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I'm like, this, I find it interesting that they chose Little Nas X to have this conversation. And not like a Billy Porter, who's a seasoned gay. And he's Poppington. You can't talk about relevance because he could sit in that room. And he would have read it for fucking filth. You know what I'm saying? Why are we not? We're, I just really feel like, yes, they gaslit him. They did. Because when he, and he defended himself. And I'm glad because, again, he's, he's, he understands how trolling works. He understood exactly what them niggas are doing. Trolling is like a cute term, but it is gaslighting. It's invalidating his experiences as if they don't know what the fuck be going on. He, y'all know what happens. You know the environments that this, that this boy has to knock down. Y'all know the spaces that he has to penetrate and has to be a part of. And to tell him that it doesn't matter that he's gay is bullshit. 
It's a part of his identity. It's a part of who you are. So, yeah, like, he, he should be able to move and function in this society as a gay black man comfortably the same way you can as a heterosexual male. So that's it. But also, I think that if you were going to have men like Kevin Hart and Charlamagne the God having that conversation, he's a baby gay. Billy Porter? That would have been an equally yoked conversation. Because he's older, he's seasoned, he's been around the block a couple times. He would have been able to give them the answers and give him what, you know what I'm saying? He would have read them down. I just don't, it made me feel uncomfortable. And it made me feel slightly, and this may be a little bit of a reach, it felt a little, like, slightly predatory. Just a little bit. And I say predatory not, hear me out, I say predatory. I'm doing a really good job of hearing you out I'm saying predatory because it's like, y'all know that, again, he just figured out what this identity was for himself. You have grown-ass black men who have been cis- heterosexual their entire lives according to them and as far as we know they've had experience in in that walk of life he hasn't gotten there yet simply because of age and the time and you don't know his background story and it's nobody's fucking business when he decided to come out or when he discovered he's gay nobody know or come to terms with it you don't know that and it's not your business to know but I just feel like it would have been... Sam was a Nicki Minaj stand account I think he knew he was gay for a while I mean but who are we to judge that also funny but <laughs> I'm just saying. also funny. I'm just glad he's not doing stand accounts no more. Like I'm just personally. Uh, and, all right, so hear me out, <laughs> right? But and this is again, I hate social media groupthink because social media groupthink comes off of clips. That clip that went viral was a minute long. Mm-hmm. How long was the episode of a shop? Like thirty out, minutes. Like thirty minutes. Yeah. And that was a small part of how the conversation was probably like, well, again, longer than a minute. I think, so a couple things. One, I think once we have an idea of who you are, and it's very hard to not, to, to break that mold. So Kevin Hart, Charlamagne the Guy, those two people. When it comes to, those conversations within about the LGBTQ community. I think for them, because I think that that can, the LGBTQ community is never going to see them as anything more than homophobic. And so, and so, let me but finish. rightfully let, let, so, let, though, I, and that's fin- their fault. Mm, let Sorry, me finish. you're right. And so, even if, because I do believe that those comments were made with. Non ill intentions. I don't think they. I don't think they meant it. I don't. To, I don't think it was meant to be harmful. So so so. Hear me out. I don't. Think I that. think for them, the best thing they can do is to remove themselves from those conversations because the their the, the mere presence of a Kevin Hart or a Charlemagne the God or anyone off the Breakfast Club or anybody who has has those previous kind of notions of like nah nigga you homophobe like Dave Chappelle ain't no way in hell Dave Chappelle should be in a LGBTQ censored conversation because their mere presence no longer makes the conversation constructive because now every, we're all looking well, no, for because it could be and I think that's it's also it's also about we won't framing. let it we won't let it it's no 
Because we're not the directors of the conversation, right? We're not the content curators of that, right? But we're the content receivers. Right. But but hear me out. It's not my job. The way you receive information is not my job. I'm responsible for what I say, right? So that's why that wasn't—I watched that interview twice. I watched the interactions twice to make sure that, like, you know what I'm saying? I have—I'm seeing this and I'm feeling it, right? Because, my again, I told you, my knee-jerk reaction made me uncomfortable. So I watched the whole thing so I had the full context, and then I watched it again, so, you know what I'm saying, for things that I may or may not have missed or I wanted to get better understanding about, right? And it was the same. I just don't think it was right. I don't think it was appropriate. But, so you just said it's not the, the content curator's responsibility for how you receive it. It's only right. responsibility for what they say. And so, so, and, I can so understand what you're saying and disagree with you. Exactly. But my point is, is this, is that once, so for example, once we record and release this podcast, it's out. We can no longer edit this podcast once we send it to Gil, edit it up, and put it out to the public. We can't do shit else. It's on then the community, our fans, our people who fuck with us, listen to it and digest it in a however way they choose. Listen, we've got cussed out week after week. But you, but you, but you, you know you, what I'm saying? But so me, but we I'm also, not responsible for that. And so the reason why I say that is the reason why I say that they have to kind of remove themselves is because their presence and their inclusion in these conversations influences how people receive said conversations. And that because if we're talking about, I'm not responsible for how you receive what I say, but because you already think of me any certain way, rightfully or wrongfully, now my inclusion could prevent actual productive conversation because we're on, we have a bird's eye view on what did he say or what did he not say? And it, then it detracts from the actual point or the actual goal that we had of these conversations. So they had that. They but that's ask. the difference between okay, I know what your history is, right? Mm? I know I I know that Kevin Hart has made some statements and done some questionable things, especially when it comes to his interaction and relationship with the LBGTQ community. I know that. So when I see, it's just interesting to me because again, I was taught how to think. So, it's interesting. Yeah, I I want to. I can take what you're saying, and separate who's saying it from what is being said. Not a lot of people can. We I just get. Ta- we just talked about the message versus the messenger. Exactly. Earlier. So that's what I'm saying. I can understand Kevin's Hart's history, and it's argumentative, right? It's it, it's arguable. We can argue about that. Debatable. We can argue about it all day. However, I understand what he said, and I also understand how it got taken out of context. Because he wasn't trying to invalidate him. Consequently, he did. I don't think that was his intention. But a lot of times, like I said, your actions and intentions are rarely ever the same thing. And Kevin Hart needs... This This is why I always ask, who is on these niggas' teams? Who is on y'all fucking media teams? And, co- like, y'all need media training. You think Kevin Hart doesn't have media training? No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. I do believe Kevin Hart has media training, but I think a lot of times these niggas are not aware. You're not self-aware of how you come off when you say certain things because of your past, because of your previous statements. And it matters. OJ Simpson cannot crack white women jokes for that reason, dog. Which is, this is proving my point. My entire point is, if look, and the only criticism I have a team is like, look, because of how he's going to be received, he can't be in a room for that. Because he could, he can't say shit that would that that would make him seem more likable 
to that community. That community mm. has written him off. I mean, yeah. But so that's why he shouldn't be in the room because he can't win. And so if he, if he, I agree. And honestly, no, I don't think, no. He be in the room, put uh, somebody who isn't a fledgling gay in that fucking seat. And I'm not saying little Nas X doesn't have something to say or that his story is invalid. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you're going up against men who have been stupid, and I'm just going to say it, for a very long time. Give me a Billy Porter. Give me somebody who sees, give me a seasoned gay to read these niggas for, like, to, to, to keep it, the checks and, and, and the balances. And if the conversation was solely about that, I'd agree. But because, again, we're taking a one-minute clip off of a five-minute segment out of a 30-minute interview, I think that, we're, are we going to tag Billy Porter in for one segment? No, what I'm saying is that Billy Porter, Billy Porter could have sat in for the rest of the segment. He's a whole ass man with something to say. And I think Little Nas X was there because of not only his journey on the charts and his his shot like his little overnight success, all of that. He's a he's a rising star and he was put into that put there because his sexuality gave him that edge and gave him a point of view that was different from the other cis heterosexual males that were sitting in that room. Billy Porter can do the exact same thing for the exact same reasons. All right, whatever. I just I don't think I, the the predatory comment is what is what annoyed me, because it's like it could be annoying, but at the same time, it y'all could also know, not be right. That's great. We don't have to agree on that at all. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that yeah, it comes. I didn't say they were. I said it comes across because it's like he just figured this to be questioned about an identity you just came to about is harmful. Nobody sits around and asks you why you're straight. No, you're never, ever, ever going to be questioned about the fact that you like pussy. Nobody is ever going to sit here and say that. The moment that I came, quote unquote, came out to my parents or had that conversation, they were accepting, but they asked me why. And I'm like, bro, I've been sucking dick since I was fucking 16. You never asked me why I like dick. So let's not sit here and make it seem like there's, like there's not room for that. Like there's not a reason for there's that. Inter- and this is why removing race is harmful. Because there's intersectionality, right? We talked about it's harmful to be questioned about an identity that you just figured out. Correct? Yeah. Niggas get shot, and I hate to use the niggas get shot rule, but like, if there's one, if there's black people have to face their identity from the moment they're born because we weaponize blackness. Do we not? We do. And so, and so I, I think because we wept, because you know from the moment that you realize that you don't look like Sally or you don't look like Brian, you don't look like that, okay, your parents, every parent had to, that talk, okay, you have to move a certain way because you can't move the same way they move because you don't get the same privileges, you don't get the same protections. So that my, that's why that mindset of like, okay, we have to teach these kids early that you can't move the same way that our our white brothers and sisters move because you're black and they view you a certain way influences how we move about everything else. It is so telling. So telling. Because if we interject LBGTQ, we took LBGTQ out, black out and intersected for LBGTQ, the exact same thing could be said. But you're right. Intersectionality does exist because he is a gay black boy. We're talking about. So imagine the oppression he faces just for being black. And then you add another layer to that. The other factor. Right. I've dealt with that. I know. 
So I under, but see, and the crazy thing is that I'm straight passing. People never question my sexuality unless I told you, like, I, I, I so like was women. He. So was he. <laughs> like, niggas didn't question, niggas didn't, like, really, like, there was no little Nas X's gay rumors. He was like, yeah, by the way. I'm gay, right? Yeah, or I'm bisexual. Yeah, like, whatever. But see, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. So he came out. It matters. And it, it drives me up a fucking wall. And it's no offense or dig or dag at you, but it, it, it really does. I mean, it pisses me off the fact that I have to explain oppression to other black people because it's like we have this this we don't have to own oppression we don't we don't have to claim that as our own we're not the and i hate to do this we're not the only people that face oppression we've felt it in a monumental amount of ways it's ingrained and i get that but we don't have to own that struggle for life we can see it because and honestly because we know what oppression feels like and looks like and see it and breathe it and it's so systemic and, and, and ingrained in how we have to move in this here space and time, we should be able to recognize that other communities go through the same shit. And then there should be this extra layer of fucking care and sensitivity when it comes to gay black people, gay queer, black queer people, black trans people. And there's not. It's not, it just does not exist. So to be questioned about that identity as a black person, period, and then to be a gay black person on top of that pisses me off. Because like you just said, you have to defend your identity every day as a black man. Imagine what the fuck he's going through too. And then to be questioned about it. Bitch, what? No. No. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. It's harmful and it's dangerous, especially because I don't think that they were coming from a place of like understanding. I don't like. Which proves my fucking point. I don't. Point. I don't think that so. But see, but, but I wanted to be, and that's why I sat because there. Because you won't believe it. anything that Kevin Hart fucking says. You won't believe anything that Charlamagne the God says. They're disingenuous as fuck, and that's you don't fucking know that. Because you don't fucking know that. You don't fucking know that. You assume that. Niggas, you assume that. Yes, I am. Because that's the reason that that is literally their fault. Why niggas feel that way about them? Because of the shit came out of their fucking mouths. It is their fault. Why niggas feel so, that way? And they eat that, right? And they eat that as they're supposed to eat that. But did we they? Did they? Had a fucking apology tour for fucking six months. He didn't find a fucking do that shit either, and my nigga, what? He had a fucking apology tour for six months, but yeah, we, 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 again, we don't allow people to fucking grow. We just assume it's the same bullshit every oh. fucking day. He had an opportunity to prove growth. He had an opportunity. Y'all won't let him. Who is the y'all? Fucking the, the fucking community that we talk about, right? Y'all don't have to forgive him, but also don't pretend that you ever had gave him a fucking chance. Y'all don't have to forgive him. No one's forcing y'all to forgive him. Honestly. Honestly, no, no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to sit here and accept that. And maybe because it's me, and maybe it's because, like, again, I represent the community, but I don't speak for the entire part. I wanted Kevin Hart to win. I did. I was a Kevin Hart fan. His comedy for me, I kind of outgrew it because it, you know. But that's personal. That's that's taste. That's personal reasons. His actions, comments, statements, things, the way he moves, I just don't agree with. And I don't have to, but I also don't have to, my dislike for Kevin Hart or Charlamagne the God does not take away from the point that I, I see that they were trying to make. It just wasn't made well. And that's my point. I don't have to like it. I get what you were trying to say, but also, like you say all the time, these niggas got media training. You know what the, he's a radio personality. He should be the best at fucking words. I'm not going to sit here and say that because you worded something funny or differently or I don't like the voice placement of what you said takes away the validity. I just don't like it. It made me uncomfortable. 
And because, yes, your history about that does change the directory and how people view you. And that's about that's part of being self-aware. You have to understand that. Which is why they shouldn't be in a room. That's why they shouldn't be in the room. No, I don't think that they should be in the room with Little Nas X. I think they should have been in the room with somebody who would have been able to better articulate that. And not saying that Nas X didn't do what the fuck he had to do. I, I genuinely believe that with his, he handled it and very well. My point is that he shouldn't have had to. What's the next topic, friend? <laughs> What's the next topic, friend? <laughs> Before, you know what? While we're still heavy. Today is actually National Suicide Prevention. Um, we recorded this on September 10th, right? September, Tuesday, September, um, September 10th. September 10th. So today is um, National Suicide Prevention Day. I actually have the word love written on my wrist. Um, in honor and in remembrance of all of those who have had suicidal thoughts, um, committed suicide, um, attempted suicide, and all of those who, who are struggling with things that you don't see, right? Um, there's a trend, there's a trend going around, uh, Twitter and, and Facebook where they're showing people who lost someone to mental health, to suicide, were showing kind of like final pictures. Yeah, I saw that. And all of these people looked happy, right? Like smiling, posing, jovial, you look jovial, but like had these just, just heaviness of just of thought, the process, like in them that no one saw. Um, and then next day, 24 hours, two weeks later, they're gone. And then you wonder, and you wonder, like, how did I miss that? How did I not know? Right? Because I lost, I lost someone. I lost a couple people. I lost two people to suicide. You know, I, I, if I fucked a thing, I think I stopped counting. Uh, and, and, and every time you're like, what the fuck? You're like, because it's like, it's a mixture of, and we're not, I don't want to make this about us, but people. Right. It's a mixture of anger, because it's like, how dare you? How, like, how dare you do? How, how dare you leave me? Why would you not? For me, and I agree with you, because it, it's hard not to become selfish. When, pe- when people pass, period, it's hard not to. You go through, I think selfishness is a part of the grief process. Because for me, I know when we lost Amanda, um, it was the summer right after I graduated. And I got that phone call, like, you know, Amanda passed. And I was like, bro, what? Shut the fuck up. Like, I didn't want to believe it. And then, like, Sunday morning, it was, the news was made real. I got details. And that Tuesday was her funeral. Quick. Quick. Like, And I'm like, but see, at the same time, I'm still processing her. I, I was still processing the fact, like, that's not real because she was 16th in her class. She was on track to get scholarship after scholarship. She, you know what I'm saying? She was uh, after curricular activities out the wazoo. She was beautiful. She was smart. She had a, came from a loving and supportive, you know, her boyfriend situation. And it was like, you assume, and, and I know I did, that she was okay. And I remember my last interaction with her was like, I just had kiddo. And, you know, I came up to the school. She kissed on him, hugged me. We got to shopping, gave her my number. And it's like, two weeks later, I am burying you. How? And I remember my first, my first interaction with it was um, in middle school. Right? Like, um, I think we were in 
I think I was in maybe eighth grade. Like eighth grade? Eighth grade. We're not even 13. We're barely 13. We can't even see a PG-13 movie. I have a stepson who's in eighth grade. We can't even see a PG-13 movie without parents' permission. And you have, not only are you clearly dealing with so much that to even think that the only way out is death, right? Like, at, at, at 12, 13 years old. But then you go, you, you, you go through with it. Um, and the stats about like, I think men are, and this is men are three times as more likely to actually commit suicide than women, but because we use more violent methods, um, like women, I think if I think it's like almost 50, 50, maybe women are actually try it, but like men, we shoot ourselves or hang ourselves versus other methods. Um, and he hung himself and like, you just remember and it affected me so much. And I wasn't, I'm not going to cap. I never cap. Like, I was a friend of this cat. Because, I mean, he, he, he was white. I'm black. Like, and you we, grew up in Middletown. We, we never really rolled in the same circles. But at eighth, at eighth grade, <laughs> that, 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 that was a lot of our introductions to adulthood. was like crisis counselors. And, like, I remember writing a poem about it and just, like, and, like, giving it to one person, trying to make that person feel better. And ended up having to write, like, 40 or 50 because everyone wanted one. Because it was, like, this is, this is a, a, a respite. I remember getting another call. Like, I was a sophomore in college. I was home for the it was I, I might have been even a freshman. I was home for the summer. And got a call that another person had committed suicide. Um, my, 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 my boy, Meshach. And again, and you hate to say it like this, but it hits differently when you think that person has it all. Yeah. Um, like, again, we talk about loved. Meshach was loved. One of the popular kids in school. Was all, him, him and his twin always swagged out, like had stuff like, you know, like was on a basketball team in high school, like varsity. Like, you're like, and as a kid, as as someone who doesn't fully understand, you're like, what could this person be sad about? Mm-hmm. Because you're like, especially someone I'm growing up with a single parent, you know, and you know, I'm, we growing up with not having everything. You're like, this person's living better than me. Right? How how is it? Why are you sad? And and so I think that was the one that was like, all right. We got to really, I got to really understand this. Got my black owned juice. Uh, shout, 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 to, shout out to Mansa. Shout uh, out to Matunda Juicery. Shout out to Matunda Juicery. Shout out to Mansa Chancellor. I told him Chancer. I was sick. <laughs> he was like, you need this. He's like, get this and then like, call me tomorrow. <laughs> so I am actually drinking a macho greens. So shout out to Black Owned Coffee. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like, you figure that out. And then you, and then, and I will touch on, we'll go into details when we have actual therapists. Mm-hmm. Because I, I want to do that responsibly. Right. But then you have your own mental health struggles and you're like, what the fuck? Like what you first don't realize like what the, why am I sad right now? And then it just and, and then we we talk about intersectionality. Right. And we talk about how you 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 have to defend your identity every day if you're if you're a other. If you're if you're if you're gay, if you're if you're bisexual, if you're a lesbian, if you're black, if you're a person of color, if you're disabled, if you're an other, if you're not whatever we deemed a majority. 
You have to defend that every single day. Accommodations have to be made for you every single day. Oh, you can't take footsteps. You got to take. You got to take. You got to find a ramp. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, when a black character comes on, everyone looks at you like, mm, like, and you have to defend that. And we don't realize how draining that is. Combine that with the fact that a lot, not only is the African American community largely homophobic. I think we're getting a little better, but still, that's our generation and down. It's not right. our generation and up. Right. Our parents don't, you know. But also, our generation and down are finally the first people to kind of start believing in mental health and, like, understanding the importance of it. Our generation and up. My mama still tells me to pray away everything. Honey, last Friday, I took a mental health day. My dad called me lazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're saying, like, like, just, like, just like, <laughs> like, have you prayed yet? When's the last time you went to church? You're like, Mom, Mom. this is depression. <laughs> um, I don't right. feel like doing anything right now. I'm not getting out of bed, Susan. Like, like I, haven't cleaned my, I haven't cleaned my house in a week and a half. Like... And so I think it's just understanding understanding that that manifests in so many different ways that we have to be responsible and not assuming that that person who, quote, unquote, has it all, has it all. And I think a message is just you. everyone's fighting a different fight. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we don't see the fight that they're fighting because we're focused on our own fight, Right. Even harking back to the last topic, like a lot of a lot of black people, it's hard, a lot of black cis hetero people. It's hard to see oppression of others or how we oppress others because we're fighting our own oppression. So it's like it's like in one hand you're like focused your your tunnel vision, focus on whatever you got going on that you don't see the peripherals about what everyone else has going on, and we do that with everyone and we take it out we take out our anger on people that don't deserve it we 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 gaslight people who we we unintentionally unintentionally to that don't deserve it and then we ignore the signs the times that people actually do try to show us signs and come to us for help we we sometimes ignore them or or blow them off because you're so busy right and then people will give you flowers at your funeral but won't give you soup when you sit and it's wild I just want to say, because we won't stay on this for too long, because like you said, we want a professional here when we talk about this. And I agree with that, that if you find yourself in a space and it's like, I don't know how I got here, because a lot of times I know when I get into my moments. um, It's hard to trace the steps back. It's hard to trace it back. Like, dog. You don't even know what triggered you. You just know, like, now I'm like sad and I'm just watching the same video on repeat for like. An hour and a half. My anxiety on Sunday was sky high. Like, sky. And I couldn't place it. I couldn't place it. Still have it, which is ironic. For, like, not even. But, like, I know what to do to ground myself, right? But that's because I also have a therapist. And I understand that's that's a privilege in itself. So, for anybody who is, you find yourself, and it's not even like you know you're struggling. Because sometimes you just don't. You don't know that you need help. Because this is normal for you. Right. Right? Like, once, I think we, sometimes, I know, I, I've done it where it's like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. Some, my therapist had to tell me, you waking up in the middle of the night isn't normal. Like, it's not, and like, having to, like, force yourself back. That's not normal. You going through periods where you just don't feel like doing, cleaning or doing it, that's not normal. And I use that in quotation marks. Humans you, crave clean, open spaces. And the attention and or affection of people others. People crave attention and affection from others. That's normal. That's that's normal. That's healthy. That's part of our biology. Wanting 
you're not supposed to navigate this world alone. We're not that in my head and the way I feel. We're not built for that. There's you a, crave human interaction. There's a reason they use solitary confinement as a punishment in prison. Right. You need human interaction. You need sunlight. You need clean space. So when you notice that your environment is lacking that, you need to check in with yourself. What am I? Why do I not want this basic human? necessity why do i not want that why are you rejecting because self-preservation is the number one rule of nature why haven't i eaten two and a half days why am i not eating why do i not want to be bothered with nobody why is my space dirty or not kept or disorganized because everyone knows that feeling that you come home to a clean house right yeah it's refreshing as fuck or a clean room or whatever your environment is why am i okay being filthy you need to check in. And I know the, the first sign that I'm going through something is there is, I don't care what I wear for me. And that's, I know that sounds very shallow, but I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I don't care. It's not that deep. I live every day like it's a fucking runway. It's always that deep for me. So I know me personally, when I'm just throwing shit on, I don't care. Like there's something I'm, I'm checking out. And also my, when my space is dirty, there's something going on. I'm not that busy. I'm not that busy because I can't think in a chaotic space. I literally cannot process anything when my space is dirty. So I know for me that's it. Or when I just don't, when I stop answering my phone. That's the one. I will stop. I won't return a text. I won't. Like, that's the one. Because, again, um, space is one. But, I'll, I, I'll, again, I, I thrive in chaos, it seems. Um, but if I'm, if I'm not sleeping, that's one, if I'm not sleeping, if I'm waking up two, three, four nights in a row, like at four o'clock in the morning, I have to like, like force myself, go back to sleep. Um, means I think it's overeating. Cause again, I, I find comfort in food. That's how you don't get this big. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I find comfort in it. So if I'm, if I'm like willingly eating the most unhealthiest shit I can think of, like what? Let's add fries to the burger and wings. And let's get a milkshake, too, because fuck it, we ball. That's a sign for me. Yeah. Um, and, again, I ain't, I ain't the worst texter in the world. I'm not the worst, like, returner of calls unless you're, like, a bill. That, I ain't answering either. You get that shit in blood, fam. Or, like, if, if I don't recognize your number, I don't answer <laughs> most times. But if, 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 if people hit me and I just don't respond, like, ever. That's a, that's a sign. So, yeah, but we're we're gonna wrap that up right there. We're, Just if you're suffering, um, and you don't have to tell us you're suffering, because but if you're suffering with anything, a we pray for you. We we wish we wish that you find a, a peace while you're on this earth. First thing. Secondly, if you do want to reach out or want to say something to someone, even if you don't know us well, because sometimes the best people that we talk to are the people that don't know the players. So I they, love my strangers, honestly. But I, again. Because we know everyone can't. Uh, having, affording, affording a therapist is a privilege. We understand that. If you ever need 10 minutes of my time, I'm not going to tell you no. I'm, the, the answer is probably going to be not at this very skinny little minute, but give me a second and you'll have more than that. So if you ever just say, Alex, I just, I need. Can I process this out loud? 
I'm not a therapist. I'm not a tra- qualified trained professional. And my first instinct is going to point you in that direction. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you, especially if I feel like it's heavy. Also, if I find that in our conversation that you are in harm's way, I'm going to intercede and you're not going to like it. I'm, I'm, I'm putting that out there because I'm very much so action and solution oriented. So if you're venting to me and I think that you're in, in harm's way, whatever that sounds like or looks like, I'm going to intercede. I'm, I'm solution oriented as well. Um, so if you want me to listen without providing solutions, a helpful tip for me. Just say, I just need to vent. I just need to vent. I don't. I, I, because when you say that, that triggers. Okay, just th- listen. That person don't need me to fix. Right. Otherwise, I'm going to fix. I'm going to jump in and like a Yanlin Van Zant, mammy titty ass. Like, I'm definitely am. So if you just say, Alex, I just need to process this. I just need to to think out loud. I got time for that. But if you don't lead with that, I'm going to assume that you need as a call to action and that you need my help. And then I'm going to be there for you. So, um, but even yeah. if you are. A listener, or just a listener, you just tune in because you enjoy our content for whatever fucking reason. Because we just screamed at each other 10 minutes ago. Or <laughs> fucking facts. if you are our best friend and one of our inner circles and people that we can fight in anyway, it doesn't matter which side of the scale you're on or which, you know, how close or far you are to us on proximity. If you're close enough to hear this podcast, you're close enough to have my attention. And so are our attention. And we're going to be there for you. Our information, our taglines are always in the bio. My phone number's not in there for very specific reasons. Y'all oh, yeah. got... Oh, yeah. Hell nah. <laughs> y'all, y'all not... Listen. I'm not giving you my phone number, baby. Listen, there's, very, there's, there's uh, several groups of people who only... Con- who only We have full conversations through social media because, yeah, because you're not getting new. my number. But if you need me and you, there's, you know a way to contact me, don't hesitate. Also, um, we're going to put suicide prevention and help resources in the bio mm-hmm. for this week. Also, the Shoot Your Shot um, email is, anytime y'all DM us, aside from question of the day, it is anonymous. Like, it, you, we're, we're not risking... We're not risking people's livelihoods for content. Yeah, it's never that deep for us. Like, we, uh, we don't, no, we're not, it's not that deep. So, yeah, just understand that you have a support system with your shoot your shot fam. All right. So, we're going to get into something a little less heavy because we've just spent, like, I'm four, tired, 40 minutes <laughs> of just real heavy topics. We, we've cussed each other out today. Uh, this, our, this might be our first argument, friend, on the podcast. It's, it's, like, real. It's, like, real, real. Yeah, you were fed up. <laughs> you were fed up. Um, so, explain to me this good girl theory. So, shout out to Chuck, because I was having a really good conversation with him, right? And I I mentioned it, because he asked me, he was like, Alex, I think you're wholesome. I said, no, I am not. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's four weeks in a row, fam. Stop doing shit to make me laugh at you. All right. Okay. Are you good? I'm good. Are you back? I'm back. I'm back like a crack addict. Because I'm just like, you don't know me very well, do you? That's, like, a, that's exactly why I left. I was like, oh, poor baby. Poor baby. So I was like, Chuck, I, I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I said, niggas don't like good girls. Y'all don't. And he's like, what makes you say that? I said, if niggas married who they liked instead of who looks good on paper, there'd be a lot more strippers with wedding rings. You don't like girls who haven't been nowhere. 
You don't like girls. You don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you make your point. Y'all don't. And then I'm gonna intercede. I said honestly, if married men were as happy as they come across, my DMs would not look like the way they do. And I pray to God they don't get subpoenaed in y'all divorce proceedings. Cause she gonna take everything. She's going to take the dog, bro. She she's going to take the shingles off the roof, nigga. Like, bro, y'all play y'all. Woo. I'm leaving that alone because I don't fuck with married men. So we'll leave that right there. But if you get jammed up. Don't mention our names. So, and I was just like, no. So the good girl theory for me is you like a good girl in in principle. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. You like a girl who, quote unquote, low key, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? All the boxes, all the boxes check off. Right. Right. Got our own shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Drive her own car. Right. Preferably no kids. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Natural enhancements, if any. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Natural hair. Just don't have a look fucked up. It, it, it can be fake. Just don't have a look fucked up. It's superficial. Like, y'all like the, you know what I'm saying? The girls that don't get drunk, too drunk. Or, they, they, we Yes, we like women who can handle their liquor. Yes. So, oh, yeah, okay. So... Yeah, what, mm, we'll wow, talk about it yeah. later. And you know what I'm saying? Like you like the quintessential girl next door. Like you, that's the girl you'll marry. Uh huh. Y'all, but because I'm gonna hit you with what the actual reason is once you're done. Y'all don't. But do you want me to give you the answer? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Help me out because honestly, listen, we we do like the good girl. We don't like the boring. Girl, there's a difference, and it's the get same. Get me together, friend. And there's the same, and it's the same. It's the same on the flip side. Because I was also gonna let you like let to get this off, but I'm like, y'all don't like the quote unquote good guy either. Because I the, like good guys. You don't like because the, the quintessential quote unquote good girl or good guy are often boring as shit. Yeah, and niggas don't like boring. Women don't like. Boring. Because let's be honest, if women like the good guy as much as they said they do, my DMs would look a lot different. Who said that you were a fucking good guy, Calvin? I didn't say I was a good guy. I, don't, I used to claim that when I was like in high school. I, I know who I am now. That's why my DMs have started popping I really up. laughed. Like, that nigga called me wholesome. He was just like, I think you're a good girl. Like, I think you're... I said, I, I said number one, I would never say that. Because I don't believe that. And I'm not saying that I'm just out here just for the fuck of it. But also, I'm out here for the fuck of it. Like, I just think that because we still do a lot of things, women, still do a lot of things for male gays. Even though I know we're supposed to be debunking the patriarchy and, like, I don't do all this shit for you, but let me yes, do all this yeah, shit for but, you. Yes, y'all do. Because... But we do. Because who doesn't want to be seen as desirable? Who doesn't want that, right? But at the same time, and men, I and, live and, my life because I enjoy the shit that I do. And listen, if we keep it at 100, men will full ready admit they do shit for the women gays. If a if a nigga, I found a pick him. First and foremost, fat nigga. I need <laughs> I need to respond to that nigga because I'm not gonna waste valuable content on fat nigga. Secondly, if niggas could get pussy in a cardboard box, niggas would be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Niggas got silk pillowcases at their crib. I do. I need silk pillowcases? No. But the women that I like need to be comfortable when they sleep over. Niggas drive nice cars. Niggas can get A from A to B in anything. But you're not going to really pick up that girl that you want in a hoopty. You not. And you can't really holla at shorty when y'all both riding the bus. You can't. It's mad cheaper to still live with your parents. However, you, you can't, can't get no pussy in your parents' basement, dog. You can't make her. You can't do that one thing. You like when you when you afraid mom gonna come down knocking asking why the trash ain't taken out. <laughs> you left this fork in my sink, boy. Yeah, exactly. And so and so I think the game on the other side the same thing. Like you know, every woman again, if it wasn't about the male gaze, you would show up to the club. In something comfy. That's not true because I don't dress like that. But you would show up, in, but you, some women who do, like if, when they get dressed up just for the club, or when a woman like I just I want to be sweatpants, hair tied, chilling, makeup, and you would walk everywhere like that. Why do you think we get mad when we are in our bummiest at a Target or a Walmart and see everybody? You're like motherfuck. But that's back to the original point. Niggas do like good girls. We per- we would love a shorty to have her own shit. We would love a shorty to have her shit together. We would love all of those things that you mentioned. Check off those boxes, please. What's funny is, like, I think I understand where he was coming from. Because I was like, because he was like, oh, you know, I enjoy a homebody. And, you know what I'm saying? I like this. I like that. And I'm like, I like those things, too. But that's just not the phase of life that I'm in right now. But that's you not can, it for But me. you can be all of those things and not be boring. That's the key. Just like you can be a good guy. You can be a gentleman. You can open out. You can open doors. Uh, op- you know, pull out seats. Make sure she walks on the right side of a sidewalk. And still be an exciting-ass nigga. And still keep her on her toes. And still not let her, you know, come to this fucking... I accidentally caked on the phone. Like... Ew. <laughs> Yeah. And it was like, it wasn't even FaceTime. It was a regular-ass phone call for like an I pref- hour. I prefer regular-ass phone calls because I can cake and then actually at least get something done. So, But no, that's what it was. Like, I was working on our class reunion. <laughs> Beneath. They made me the chairwoman of the fucking committee. And you don't even the like them niggas. <laughs> no, half of my senior class does not really fuck with me. So I was like, okay. I was also a bitch my last year because I was pregnant. But... Um, and hormonal in 17. But, um... I was like, you was gonna be that way even if you weren't pregnant in 17. Senior year? I was ready to get the fuck ASAP. <laughs> but, um, nah, so... He called me because we went to school together. Same guy from last week. Went to school together. And he was just, like, helping me talk through some things, whatever, and then, like, slid in there a couple little into windows. And I'm like... Oh, you're f- you're caking, caking right now. This was not just a conference call about you know what I'm saying. How, how's the class reunion going? You know what I'm saying. Also, what you wearing though? <laughs> no, he's sitting like no. Again, we have a date on Thursday. I'm like you're you're, but no, he's a good guy, like a good guy. He don't go out. He don't be in the streets. He's like, I told him I would call him when I left the stu- like left here tonight. He's like, what time you leave the studio? I'm like, typically nine. He's like, yeah, just wake me up. Wake you up? At nine? He's like, yeah, I'm typically in bed by 830. How old is this nigga? He's 28. Man, he acts like he's 48. Shit. I was like. He got to go watch his stories. <laughs> he got to watch his stories. No, but he has a really good job. 
And he needs to make sure he has a sleep for it, I feel you. And he was just like, well, no, he gets up at 5.30 to go work out. <laughs> hey, any nigga who works out before he got, goes to work has his life together. He got his shit way too much together for me. <laughs> so, like, I roll out of bed like, fuck, shit. I'm late I'm late. So, shit. no, I was just like, wow, like, you, you've got this together. So he's like, yeah, he's like, I, he's very routine, regimen-oriented, um, asked me out formally. He was like, what do you want, what do you like to do? Because I would like to take you out. And like one of our first conversations was about comedians. And he was just like, so if Kevin Hart came to town, I said, probably not the show to take me to. <laughs> probably not the show to take me to. You got to know your personnel. So no, and it was just like, all right, so randomly, he asked me, he's like, what's your favorite ice cream? Out of nowhere. So I told him, I was just like, oh, but like, and then I said, oh, but I'm also an alcoholic, so Buzz Bull. He was like, oh, well, meet me there Thursday after work. Slip that shit right in there. Some we we call that shit for sham guy hit you with the, hit you with the hit you with the hezzy crossover. I was Uh-oh. like, okay. He said he no, but what, how he did it was like I typically don't put dessert before dinner, so just make sure you keep your appetite. Well, well all right. Nigga asked me about my allergies. Because <laughs> at this point, you have to. That needs to be a first conversation. For me, that is question. a first date question. Because nigga, I'm not going back to the fucking. We're not. We're not going back. That nigga who got the allergy belonged to the streets now. Okay, he's bro. I have not talked to him since. You damn near killed the man. Ben ghosted him. You a wild. I don't know what to do with that dog. You like can't, I can't emotionally. You can't kill. You can't damn near kill me. Ben ghost me. Oh, you gotta die. I and we've seen him out. You gotta die. We have seen him out, and I was like, please don't speak to me. Please, please don't speak he, to me. He, listen, you got one more time to ignore him at at, at Treehouse, and he will put an APB out for your head. Oh my god, because no, I did. I saw him at Treehouse. I was like, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. Please, please, please don't talk to me. So it was, yeah, um, Labor Day weekend. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Labor Day weekend was more yes. spicy. Yeah, spicy. More spicy. So, yeah, so no, um, that was cute. So I haven't, I know I'm going to ice cream. I don't know what I'm wearing. I mean, of course I don't know what I'm wearing, but I don't know what we're doing after that. But he was like really, really like, he's a really good guy. And I, again, I was talking to another classmate about, um, classmate of mine about it. And he was just like, again, Shorty's house I was over last night getting fucking Patron drug. He was like, bro, you're going to ruin that man, Alex. Like, you're going to ruin his life. And I think that's self-awareness because I think sometimes we have to understand that sometimes the good guy or the good girl ain't good for us right now because it's the cycle. It's, 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 fuck, it's fuck girl meets good guy. Fucks him over. Good guy turns fuck boy. Meets good girl. Fucks her over. She turns to a fuck girl. Cycle repeats. But like, I don't want to be that. Like, and I don't. That, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt him. And that's. But good. I don't want to hurt anybody. Uh. Yeah. Fam, we're not gonna talk about the things that you do out of spite. We're not gonna talk about it because I I I want to protect that your reputation <laughs> because I love you. I have done a lot out of spite. <laughs> so we're gonna keep that on, we're gonna keep that in tuck and we're just gonna move on. I'm in okay? therapy, niggas. Okay. I'm growing and glowing, okay. But so like so you, so you have to recognize that good that good person necessarily ain't good for us right now. Cause there's been again, if I wanted to be in a relationship at any point since my last relationship, I could have been in one. Right. Just didn't want to because I'm like, I'm not in the space to do so. Which transitions into my next topic. Okay. Um 
How do you know that you're ready for a relationship? Woo. Um, oh, yeah. Listen, we decided we just going to get deep. You know what my ass today. All right. Fuck it. We ball. Um, I don't even think we're going to get to the question of the day with this one. But how do I think, how do I know I'm ready for a relationship? I'm never, I'm not going to say that. Huh. That's a really, you stumped me. You stumped me like I didn't know what the topic was. Um, Honestly, for me, because I don't, I'm going to speak about Alex in the present, right? Right. I would love a relationship. And I say that all the time. I don't need one. And it actually would be unhealthy for me to get into one until, like, I'm through with this specific part of my life. I need to see where Alex is at by herself first. I want to come out the end of this situation alone. Um, Not lonely, alone. Like, there's something I'm growing through this, and I really want to see myself through it by myself as a single woman. Right? Right. I don't crave relationship. I've craved... I could. I wanted to commit to person, mm-hmm. and that's how I felt about marriage. I didn't see myself getting married until I found my husband. I wanted to marry him specifically. I don't want more children just to want more kids. I want to be able to say I'll give my. That's why I say I want more kids with my husband because he is going to be the man that I feel is worthy of that. Right. Mm-hmm. I. It's only one person, and we already know since my divorce that I was like I would be his girlfriend dated a bunch had a ball I would I would be his girlfriend because I I saw that in him didn't work out for whatever reason but you know what I'm the saying the game is still the game the game is still the game we may want to leave the game but the game's and that's how I game. feel there's like to this in, to this day I if I was ready for that and if I knew that he would be in the same space as that, like, be open to that, I would love that with him. Because I know that that's not the case, you know what I'm saying, for me or for him or I right now, then I'm cool. But my, me wanting a relationship or being ready for that is just, again, it's rooted in self-awareness. Because it's not just cute pics and pop-out stories. Like, it's emotional responsibility. I'm emotionally responsible for you. And that if we move in together, I'm now we're financially tied to each other. And again, I'm not moving in with a partner until there's a ring on my finger. We got to be engaged before I'll do that again. And that's just me. That's just that on that. Because A, I don't want nobody in my space right now. And B, that's more of a guarantee. I'm not moving into your house as your girlfriend. We're, no. Nah. Because once y'all move in together, that's more than your girlfriend. Like, they could be like, I, I live, like, nah. It just, it does not sound right when I hear, oh, I live with my, uh, me and my girlfriend live together. No, that's your fiance. And you just haven't put the ring on you it You just yet. ain't putting a ring on it yet. But, like, y'all, that's, you know what I'm saying? And, but because I've rushed all those steps, I now know that. Now yeah. And I think for me, because, again, spoiler alert, I haven't been in a committed relationship that you're mine, I'm yours, we or put the titles on it, and... Five-ish years. Mm-hmm. And now, in the interim, I, was, I, was, I wasn't a hermit. I, I didn't go into the monastery. Right. Um, Are you been out here? Relax. No, I'm going to mind my business. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> I, it. I haven't minded my business all day. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you. Love you. Um, I've had situationships where, like, I'm pretty sure at a time we were the only ones talking to each other, but we just... But I'm also... 
so a couple things about me. A, I'm not really the jealous type until and at the moment I feel jealousy, I either gotta cuff you or leave you. Like, I have, there's been shorties I've dealt with, and all the best to everybody who apply, this applies to, um, who are, who've been wilding on the TL. Mm-hmm. N- not my girl. Not my problem. Who have, you see him out, like, you know, getting drinks from other niggas. Not my girl. Not my problem. Matter of fact, even get me one. <laughs> Appreciate you. I've done that. Yeah, like, yeah. I've totally done that. But, but, I like Jameson. Get, get. I have totally and so, or, Cause but, Shorty walked back to the bar Cause Came down Kicked it we Came It was just like bro What nigga bought this I was like bro Just drink What are you doing What are you Just drink it <laughs> like, Stop asking questions Right And, and again I'm a huge believer In not asking questions I do not want the answer for two mm-hmm. Our time together Is our time together Smart man Our time apart Time apart And so I think I, I, I understand When I'm ready for a relationship Is when I feel like you have to be physically and emotionally naked in front of somebody before you can really be in a relationship. Yeah. Again, let's again. We're grown. Well, see, that's it. We're grown as 2019. I'm not. Mm-mm, don't, I'm not cuffing nothing. I can't test drive. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, and you, I'm not definitely not marrying anything. I can't test drive. I'm not gonna hold you. Mm-mm. My future partner has to understand. I am one naked ass bitch. I come home. The first thing I take off is these clothes. I mean everything. And Titty. just. Titty. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I hate you. Like, it's literally, and it's like, whew, honey, I can't wait to get out of this bra and this shapewear. It's the first, it's gotta, gotta go. Okay. And then I'm gonna shower because I need the outside germs up off of me. And it smell like outside. It smell like outside. And two, it just, it sets the pace for me. Okay, now I'm at home. I am at home now. I can, I can digest my day. Right. My, my future partner has to understand that, like, I'm going to be naked. And every time I'm naked around you is not because I'm trying to get fucked. We can do that, too. But I need you to be comfortable with me being naked. Without trying to be, like... Don't be, <clears throat> yeah, <throat> like, bro, like, act like you've seen a piece of meat before. Like, bro, you're not, you're not starved in that way. And also, don't... You can find me appealing and attractive without sexualizing me constantly. Like, my girl looks pretty. My, my woman is pretty. Because she's pretty, and her parts of her body are pretty. And then, like, still sexually desire me. I think those are two, you, you know what I'm saying? There's some duality there. Like, my girl is naked right now because she's comfortable. She feels safe around me. I still want to eat her ass, but... <laughs> she may not want me to, to like... do that right now. She may not want me to just up me and be like, what's up? Right, like, don't, got... you, don't, you can chill. Like, you can chill. Now, I think, so you have to be physically and emotionally naked. Be, and so I believe and emotionally naked me vulnerable because again and I haven't been in a space for over the last five years to be consistently vulnerable with one person because again I legitimately have trust issues I will own it 125% you but see I think honestly therapy because I'm not I also told myself I'm not entering my next relationship with the baggage that I'm holding right now and I don't know when I'm going to be ready to put it down I do realize it's heavy I, I realize that but putting this baggage down and completely walking away from it means that that I've completely closed a chapter in my life that I I haven't made peace or comfort with yet. And I know for me, and part and this is gonna sound bad, but fuck it, it's my I probably sounded bad to people already on this episode. Nigga, we get cussed out every day. I don't get into a relationship because I don't want to cheat. <laughs> 
And I'm like, and Riv, pathetic. And no, but real talk, Riv, times I'm like, I'm not ready to be committed and faithful to one individual. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm just I'm not, not. gonna hold you. I'm laughing because I'm not a cheater. Like I play a lot. I, I like. I, and I don't. I'm not. I've never cheated on a committed. When I was actually in a actual relationship, no. you're my man, I'm your, you know what I'm saying? Never cheated. But no, I can't say that early, naive, dumbass Alex hasn't cheated, because I have. But I definitely have. But when I'm committed to you and only you and I love you and only you and, like, this is what you rock and I'm rolling, I'm not a cheater. I'm not. It's when the disrespect sets in that it gets it, spooky season. It's when... The, Okay. I'm not ready to break up with you. I'm not ready to break up with you, but you doing you? You you sure you doing you? Okay. I've never, like, initiated the act of cheating. And part of a reason, I've never never cheated on a committed relationship. And if we weren't in a committed relationship, it wasn't cheating. But it's also like, look, if I get to that point with you, we... Like, nigga, you not going nowhere, right? Nigga, like, why would I, I don't, why would I jeopardize that? Over, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and I think it's just, and so I haven't been in that space because it's like, all right, like. Do I, you think you could pop out with a woman and not, that not be your girlfriend? Huh? I'm not posting my next girlfriend. For instance, no, I don't, I don't desire to be posted. I'm not, but like, whoever my, if my next girlfriend is listening to this podcast, <laughs> we're not posting each other. You know she's listening. <laughs> we're not, like, all that, all that shit I talked about, like, like just showing up with the name play or whatever the case may be. Honestly, I think that'd be slick, like. But that may, that's gonna uh, be. The, the background, yeah, like, honestly, like, I'm just, name play, and that's probably it. Honestly, no, I, I know. All goes well. I know how I would pop out. But honestly, like I said, I'm not... I would pop out and you would still be single. See, A... Because I'm problematic. That's very but, problematic. Because like, I'm not going to post nobody that... And know. I got permission to. Like, we took a picture and I was just like, I could pop out, but you're still single. And I said, honestly, all you're going to do is raise the stock. These niggas like, bro, what pussy unattached pussy that's already has an attachment that I know I can still fuck. Niggas eat that shit for breakfast. Again, I've willingly been a side nigga before. No, you're not a side nigga. I'm still single. I'm just like emotionally involved with somebody else. He's not my boyfriend, which also is problematic that I'm okay with that. Like, I don't. That, that's a lot of words. I'm going to use the word side nigga because it's two. But, I hate you. But, Companionship, like bro. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm, I would, first of all, I'm, I'm not. I'm not huge. I'm, I'm not huge on popping out. I'm not huge on PDA. Honestly. Okay, PDA. You have to be very careful with with me because cute holding my hand, cute forehead kisses while we're waiting on something. Great. My favorite place to act the ass in is the grocery store. That's my favorite place. But leave the cucumbers alone, Alex. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Calvin. But. <laughs> I would. Ne- I told my mama I would never be like you, Negroes. I'm just saying. <laughs> I look at the cucumbers and just beneath. Like, man, we can't even eat them motherfuckers no more because we don't yeah. even know. We don't know if they've been in somebody's vagina or mouth or just, titty. It's just <laughs> stop saying titty like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that you bro, let me know, I'm gonna say it like that. Bro, oh, it's, it's like oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Stop. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I hate it. If y'all knew the origin story, like. Uh, just ain't fucking crazy. But no, like, so PDA with me, you have to be careful because 
kissing me, fine. Sticking your tongue down my throat, not okay. Act like it is one thing. Act like you're actually fucking me in private. Thank you. Act like you got somewhere to go. Because th- all that shit was cute when y'all both ha- had to go back home to your mama. And so, like, that's you the only thing. You had to get it in. You had to get it, you had to get it off wherever you got it off. Nigga, we both got full-ass apartments and houses that we pay Take money. Take your asses to the crib, bro. We got this entire space that we both paying for, bro. Fuck me there. You know what I'm saying? We don't have... Are you doing this for... Like I said, I don't like performative acts of love. Mm-hmm. So PDA toes that very fine line. Are you kissing me because, like, you want to show me intimacy right now? Or are you kissing me because somebody's watching me? Like, I had an ex of mine who... Whenever, know, and I've known niggas to do the latter. I've, I'm getting ready to tell you. I've had an ex of mine where, like, if he noticed niggas was staring or something, like, instead of just letting niggas cook and being cool because I'm with you, like, bro, he would, like, stick his hands in my back pockets. Or, like, he would... That's when the ass grabbing started. Yeah, or, like, he'll just wrap his arm around me and, like, fondle the titty. And I'm like, bro, I don't like that shit. Don't undress me in public like that. Don't do that because you don't own me. Like, that's it. Don't do that. And two, it's definitely an insecurity of yours because, bro, like, I'm not paying nine times out of ten because you and Marcus have both told me, they'd be like, bro, niggas are staring at me and my friend group, and I don't pay no attention. Half the time, I don't even notice the shit. I'm not even paying attention to it because I'm with my man. So it's just, you know, I don't like it. All right, we're going to get into the question today real, real quick. Real, real quick, because I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, we I'm done, tired. Yeah, we done gave, gave y'all a lot of energy. We thought oh. this podcast was going to be shitty. <laughs> All right, so question of the day, real simple. What's the minimum or realistic amount of money that you need to change your life? Y'all definitely some not listening motherfuckers. Bro, our, our listeners don't listen. Y'all the hard-headed little babies for real. All right, so we're going to go through these real quick. Picks not taken, 750000 to pay off all debts, buy a house, save some money, invest, start a business. feel like you could do that for less than seven fifty, but I'm not going to count your pockets. Uh, Sweetly Lily, a solid 500000 Okay. Underscore I subtweet, $5,000. Can res- that's respectable. I can, I can see that being that's a legitimate minimum. I can respect that. Um, Ilana... Ayala, fuck. Why did I miss Iyala, Ayala. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I just... Shout out to her. I love her. I feel like I just misread the fuck out of that. Uh, 20K. Um, as told by Sierra, not greedy, 3,500. Greedy, 125,000. That's a gap. And nigga, manifestation is real. Um, A lot of people said, but full balance of my student loans. I mean... And I felt them. Felt it. I was like, hey, so, yeah. Corby underscore Corb said 50 bands and shit shaking. Lipstick and lock said a cool 10K. Pay my car loans off, car and loans off, free up my money. DJ Burn, 150K. Nigga, he got plans, plans. Um, the one true story said, do I have to pay taxes on this money? So you smart, smart, nigga. You old finance having ass nigga. <laughs> right. I am Manta Champion said 100K and we on. All right. Shout out to the storefront. I see it coming. Mommy underscore times two said 200K, pay student loans off, car off, and buy a house. She do got two little ones and married, married. You know what I'm saying? So she needs so need a house house. She needs a bag. Um, you got more? Uh, yeah. I, I'm underscore V. Yeah, shout out to um, my, my little podcast. They gave us a shout out. Um, they were funny. Um, Problematic, but funny. Just like me. Um, 500K, enough to relocate and buy a house to start my real life. 
need you to set your real life before that. Um, Bond underscore Bond underscore 2016, 10K, will get me through graduation, the bar, and my bar trip. Would run out just when I start making bank. So she planning, planning. Oh, yeah. Um, more student loans. Uh, uh, Kaylin underscore Monet says $101,000. Okay. Come on, come on specific, you know, specific numbers. First, I parked my car, 100K, and I quit my job today. All right. <laughs> um, Talk about it. So, Lexus Wayne said 20K to pay off the rest of my student loans and student loan debt, and I'm content. Well, he also makes a bag, so there's that. Stop pocket watching. No, I'm not. But I know that nigga. So I shout know out that to Lexus. Too. <laughs> Brandon underscore Lish said one million. That's not realistic. Um, Justin Bless said three grand could pay off my whips. That's what ta- that's what's taxing me most. Fair. Indica underscore Badu underscore said twenty two that twenty two hundred thousand because manifestation requires specification. Come on, Incredible Hulk three fifty seven said fifty dollars. Nick nigga. Dree underscore love. Maybe 60,000 payoffs through student loans. Trio 606 said 100K. You better come on to King, get this barbershop open. For real, for real. Afroweta said 20,000. All right. Um, Underscore the book of Matthew says, shoot $100. Any money is more than I made before. Boy, if you don't get your, we are the world head ass out of here. Um, Dr. B2B says $226,413.16. Better come to the exact dollar amount. You hear mm-hmm. me? Um, Bob Kitten 101 says 30000 Startup Edro says hundred k. I know what you're trying to do with that. Keep going, King. Um, Mitchell underscore Coulter says the same thing. Creative underscore IG name says thirty five k will be a beautiful, you know, kind of come up, but six hundred k will pay off all my shit. Right. Um, forty k to start the business. Hey underscore Nay Nay. Something about Karis literally needs a minimum of eighty thousand. In the double O says fifty k. And more and more people are trying to pay off these damn student loans. Let's get these loans paid off. Because you know why? Because higher education is a scam. At this point, did you see um Hassan Minaj yep. address conference? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nigga. Yep. It was in there snatching wigs. Listen, with humor, because we stand duality. Um, so again, uh, we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you all for listening. As always, this was probably one of our more heavier episodes. I mean, me and Ali definitely had a yelling match for a solid ten minutes. But again, the game is a game. Um, we. I love y'all, and you, Calvin. You know I love you, but we don't agree all the time, and we're not supposed to. And that's chaos ho- creates content. Also. We're brother and sister. I love you. I don't agree with everything my siblings say or do. Sam, I love you. Sometimes I don't like your ass, but I love you. You don't have to like me. Um, and um, so again, Monday Night Raw, September 16th, Monday. Super, 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 super Su- excited. Super excited. Come out, come support. Shout out to the couch I'm crashing on. Come out, you. come support. I'm about to send you text messages now. Like, hey, fam, what's good? Um, you know, Shirley's gonna let you stay. Listen, I'm gonna send all the text messages I need because you got friends in Columbus. I got friends in Columbus. And, Why you don't know, you hit up our host from last week? I might. Uh, you know, he owes down anyway. <laughs> that's be- that's yeah. not between. Y'all could jump on the sticks together. <laughs> that was petty. That's real petty. Um, again, again, thank you all. Again, as always, love, light, peace, and blessings. If you need, a, if you need an ear, we got four of them combined. <laughs> um, thank you, Ali Nicole, signing out. It's your boy C. Diddy. Peace. Two hundred bands when I walk through.